0: i don't want to like be an accessory it's not it's not fun if you're just like expected to give one thing
1: to sextras
2: where we talk about sex and all the extras
1: yes i'm honey and my fun fact is my favorite monarch is queen victoria
2: (laughs) (laughs) hi i'm maria and i've done drugs with my parents (laughs) (laughs) we have a very lovely
1: guest with us today he is our one of our closest friends our honorary gay <laughs> friend <laughs> and yeah welcome william
0: hello i'm will and i am a massive cheapskate like so cheap
1: <laughs> that you are the really cheapest man alive i can't escape
0: it <laughs> doomed to be cheap
1: <laughs> <laughs> this week we are going to be having a little chat with William about the fact that he's our honorary gay friend <laughs> and how he feels about that <laughs> and just his general experience as a game <laughs> but we have a little segment for you Which we asked, this is our new segment. It's called Stereotypes. So, we wanna, when we have guests, just ask a little question about your stereotypes regarding the different guests or the different topic we're talking about that week. And we asked what your stereotypes of gay men
2: are. So, we're gonna just talk through those.
0: How juicy.
2: (laughs) So juicy. Yeah, and basically ask Will what degree of truth he thinks they have yeah I want to put it
0: out there that I'm like not an authority on this I'm simply a gay man (laughs) I'm not like a gay professor so oh no you're
1: the representative of the entire gay community yeah
0: and we've established at this point that I'm always right so (laughs) there's literally no way I could ever be wrong about anything so
1: he can never offend anyone or do any wrong
0: no not at all
2: so buckle up. Buckle up. Yes.
1: This is going to be a f- juicy
2: ride. It's going to be
0: the ride of our lives.
2: <laughs> so stereotypes.
0: Yes. Stereotypes.
2: Gay man edition. First one up. Judgy. <laughs> See, I I didn't really like understand <laughs>
0: this one. I thought because like gay people have like quite a lot of alternative life experience. I feel like sometimes they're least judgy people, but then like what did we think? <laughs> This person might have... Well,
2: maybe... No, I agree with, like, obviously they wouldn't be judgy because they have a kind of a tough life experience Mm -hmm. as minorities or whatever. But maybe judgy in the sense of, like, the i don't know the stereotype of like the gay guy the super gay guy in high school that's yeah. just like really bitchy and judgy and will be like ew did she did you see what she was wearing
0: yeah no 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 i get that one <laughs> i get it i get it
2: do you see yeah well, like gay it?
1: guys in the club yeah i feel like that was oh. judging my outfit <laughs> <laughs> what
0: <laughs> what kind of clubs you have? yeah <laughs> I feel like as long as you're not like on a on a hen night at heaven like you're kind of given (laughs) a bit of a pass like they don't really mind the straights unless they're like being rude and stuff but I don't know I see some truth in it it's as with any stereotype like I feel like there can be truth in them but also obviously they don't speak for absolutely every person so yeah it just depends who you're talking to like there definitely are those super bitchy gay people
1: Mm. Mm. yeah I feel like as well gay men are like it can go one of two ways. Either they're super judgy or in my experience they have been like the most complimentary and like uplifting people that I've met. Like random people out Mm. and about. Like they'll be like, Oh girl, yes queen. (laughs) You're
0: like so
1: you're like every Right. Oh my god.
0: (laughs) I love how this is like the absolute opposite to what I am, like I'll probably... I'll give you, like, the stink eye and that's it.
2: Yeah, so you're one of the judgy ones. Not one
0: of, I'm not one of the judgy ones. I'm just not, like... I'm not good at complimenting people. It feels fake. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, what that's if I fair. don't think you look good?
1: I think compliments do kind of seem fake. Like, a lot of the time. <laughs> but then
2: what are you meant to do?
0: <laughs> I'm trying. Like, this is something I've worked on. Like, in my self-improvement <laughs> schedule. is like, if I actually, like something that someone's wearing or how they look then i'll try and like consciously tell them because sometimes i feel like i'm a bit of a cold bitch so Aww, maybe it helps same. if i like actually tell people when i think they look good because they do i don't know i think i just need to like speak what i think actually maybe not <laughs> like, <laughs> that's probably not a good idea <laughs> oh speak god the good
1: and the bad
0: the good the bad and the ugly
1: okay next one uh really into fashion and beauty and that kind of thing well Hmm.
0: well uh (laughs) i mean yeah go for it like I i don't know i feel that sometimes they're more into fashion but then also like you literally gotta watch queer eye and you see like gay people that don't know what the fuck they're doing with their clothes so I true. think it's true and false, you know. I don't yeah. know. I quite, I quite take care of like how I look. I quite like to present myself in a nice way, but I don't know. Some mm-hmm. people not.
2: And then again, there's like lots, lots of straight guys that are also really into the clothes oh, and my fashion, God, yeah. and a lot more than gay guys sometimes. So. Also, yeah.
0: There's this thing. I feel like it's very hard to distinguish people because like sometimes I see people out and about and I don't know whether this is just wishful thinking but I'm always like oh that guy's gay and then <laughs> turns out he has like a girlfriend and then he kisses her on the street and I like cry a little solitary tear. <laughs> do you too. have a
2: good gay dog? Uh, think?
0: I think I do because sometimes like my initial suspicion is right but also, I have this thing where, like, if anyone shows me any kind of kindness, I'm like, you must be gay. <laughs> <laughs> Especially straight boys. Like, if they're, if they're not an asshole to me, I'm like, you must be gay. But they're not.
1: <laughs> Do you think the stereotype that gay guys are really into fashion is, like, harmful? Because I can imagine being a gay guy who doesn't really care about that kind of thing, which there must be a lot of gay men that aren't into fashion Mm or they don't like expressing themselves in that way and then i don't know like do you think there's just pressure
0: um i think maybe there is but also at the same time i was going to touch on this later that actually this is probably more applicable for one of the next ones because like another thing that came up is that gay men are like very flamboyant and very camp and whatever and i think this kind of feeds into the same stereotype to some extent, but. There's also this weird thing in the gay community that masculine men are kind of all the masculine gays, like air quotes, kind of like see themselves as better than the like flamboyant like camp oh, ones. Oh, yeah, I see. So there's this weird like mask for mask trend. Like you've probably seen like jokes about that online. But it's just these like super masculine, hyper masculine gay guys who like only want other masculine men. Yeah, no, and, like, I have And like they'll actually just turn their nose that. up at like feminine, effeminate gay boys.
2: Yeah. That's so well i feel like i ew. i feel like i know that there's a lot of gay guys that for instance wouldn't date guys that do drag or dress yeah. more effeminate yeah mm. i
0: don't know it's like this weird kind of cultural currency situation in which that like i feel um yeah masculinity is like quite highly prized in the gay community just because it's something that's kind of seen as i don't know whether this is true or not but it's like seen as quite rare so like hyper-masculine mm. men I feel like kind of mm. are kind of idolized a bit which is a bit weird
1: mm. surely that's kind of like regressive
0: it <laughs> it's super regressive <laughs> I feel like there's loads of aspects of the gay community that are like super gross and regressive mm. and sometimes it gets to a point where I'm like I really don't want to be part of all of this and then you just <laughs> yeah. gotta kind of like take a step back and realize that that's not everyone it's just like yeah. when you're like for example gay twitter is like super <laughs> oh my god so gross but um, <laughs> i don't know every time it's going to come back to the fact that like everyone's different and yeah yeah Yeah. obviously it's not true for everyone but there is definitely a weird thing about masculinity i I would say
2: Mm. yeah do you want to read the next one one, william
0: uh well i kind of did it with the flamboyance thing but what about uh someone says like slutty girl clothes (laughs) <laughs> uh, what do yeah. you mean to be fair like well, i that feel they <laughs>
2: wear slutty girl clothes
0: that, or maybe that they like slutty girl clothes or they wear yeah i guess that they uh, wear they, as in clothes.
2: on themselves or on girls on
0: themselves <laughs> and to be fair right so <laughs> recently or not recently i don't know you know of these like east london gays like the super funky queer ones yeah
1: yeah they
0: all like when they go out and stuff they'll all wear like fishnet tank tops and, oh, I was
1: gonna say oh. I love fishnet tank tops. I think they're so amazing. Whenever yeah. I see anyone wearing them, it makes me so happy.
0: Yeah, like I've been to I don't know what you would call it, like gatherings of these these said gays and like they've dressed me up in like <laughs> those weird tops that girls wear where it's like one sleeve, you know, the one sleeve. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, so yeah, I guess they kinda do wear slutty girl clothes.
1: <laughs> but You know, what, I've never seen a girl wearing a fishnet
2: tank top, though. Now that yeah, I'm I feel like That's it's sort of slutty girl clothes because when I think of slutty girl clothes, I think of low cut crop tops and like short, tiny dresses. <laughs> but I feel like I don't see like what I picture in guys wearing slutty, quote unquote, slutty girl clothes. It is more like fishnet tops mm. and like. Maybe vest. it's more colour schemes. Like, not vest. What are they called? Yeah, like tank tops mm. and things like mm. that. Where, where, Whereas that, I don't think that's... Yeah, anyway.
0: I just mean that, like, I, I think a lot of... Like, these clothes that I'm talking about that these specific types of people wear are, like... They're, like, physically from, like, Zara woman, <laughs> like, uh-huh. like, they're actually, like, women clothes. Uh-huh. And that's not to say that I... Yeah, clothes is, you know, that's a whole other topic about, like, who can wear what clothes because everyone obviously can wear whatever the fuck they want, mm. but... Um, like sometimes they do mm. just wear like girls' clothes, and that's cool. <laughs> so yeah, I guess that one is true slightly for some people.
2: Okay, what about super promiscuous?
0: Yeah, I don't know. I think, I think, yeah, probably. Well, like obviously not for everyone. All
2: gay people.
0: All gay people are really promiscuous. Um, <laughs> no, I I think as with kind of any sexual orientation all. Or People like there are people who are and aren't, but I think the whole like hookup culture in the gay community is pretty, it's pretty strong. And I think maybe part of that is just like if we're talking about gay men specifically, like cis gay men, mm-hmm. I think probably it's safe to say that like cis men have like maybe a higher sex drive than most people. That, yeah, I think that's,
1: that's fair. Yeah.
0: Well maybe it's because they're both men, so that they like work the same way, you know.
2: Yeah, yeah, maybe. I mean, we sense. we we can get into the hookup culture a little bit later, but basically, you're saying kinda, yeah.
0: In my experience, yeah, the gay community Would is you quite say... like hookup orientated and quite promiscuous.
1: Would you say that was more in like the younger gay community, or no? It, like, I think I think it's it
0: the... carries on, and I I don't know. I feel. Well, I don't know. I don't know about straight people, but I feel like there are a lot of men, like, in their gay men in, like, their 30s and 40s and 50s who are just, like, who haven't settled down and, like, are just kind of... They sleep with lots of people. Hmm. Hmm.
2: Mm. Okay, so all gay men are sluts, that's
0: what you're saying?
2: Uh-huh, 100%. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <Absolutely. laughs>
1: Next one. They... This is kind of in the same strain, I guess, that they mm. can't sustain a monogamous relationship.
0: Mm. Yeah, this is a this is a weird one because it's like obviously huge generalization, but like I've definitely come up against people who, like recently, I was talking to this old gay guy who, you know, for for whatever reason, was like quite a you know one of those like bitchy gay guys. Like he was quite an, <laughs> he was quite like a bitter man and like very uh-huh. effeminate and like I don't know, just always had something to say about everything I was doing or saying. Mm-hmm. And um, I was talking about how I recently got a boyfriend and he was like well that won't last long like he was like gay Uh, men never like they he was like gay relationships always turn into open relationships I was like "Mm, okay well (laughs) you can think that but I don't know I just I think it's ridiculous to say that just because people are gay like they're not going to want to sleep with the same person for the Mm. rest of their life
2: because I'm kind of thinking I feel like in the In TV shows, or I don't know, in in media and social media and stuff like that, I do see a lot of it doesn't last, and it's like very Mm. promiscuous, and all of these things. But then at the same time, I also see like a lot of gay couples that have been together for really long and like have children together, and it's like kind of like always polar opposites. Like I feel like I don't see that many just couples. Like it's always very much like ride or die, or like like they're
0: either super committed, uh or like Mm. yeah, no, I kind of get that.
2: But I I, mean, I don't think that's necessarily
1: how it is. What about Cam and Mitch in Modern Family?
0: <laughs> Cam and Mitch,
2: <laughs> the dream Who kiss, team, kiss like twice in nine seasons.
0: Yeah, <laughs> oh, I never realized that.
2: No, they they kiss more than that. But I'm pretty sure it's like you can count it in your hands, and there's like nine seasons. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah,
1: they hold hands all the time and like talk about having sex, but they never kiss Not or really. like allude. They, they never talk, like, like allude about having sex no i think they they do talk about it but probably not as much as claire and phil do like they they always allude to claire and phil having sex or like show the before scenes of them having sex but they never do that with cam and mitch yeah that's so true
0: i think that kind of relationship though is like it's kind of a textbook example of like the acceptable gay relationship, no? Like, mm, they're very, yeah. like, stereotypical. Married, they're adopted very, little... with
1: kids.
0: Yeah, they're completely, like, unthreatening in any way. They don't really have, like, a lot. I don't know. I just feel like they don't have a lot about them that isn't, yeah. like, them being gay, you know?
2: Mm. But that's yeah. what I mean. I feel like the gay couples are so often represented as this, like, long term, like, really mm. settled down. We've adopted our little token Asian baby. Not that yeah. <laughs> there's anything wrong with adopting Asian babies, but you know what Obviously, I mean? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all, token. I, I feel like that's like the like the idealistic T V representation. Totally. Of it. And
0: I also think that on in that same vein, like this idea of this idea that the ones that are successful are like the ones that are fully assimilated into everything that a straight couple would be. So mm. these ideas yeah. of like strong marriage, like family values. When like realistically that mm. might not be a thing that really straight couples are bothered about like it's obviously there's diversity in all these situations Mm -hmm. but i feel like to be like an acceptable gay relationship they have to subscribe to these like very heteronormative values
2: yeah wow i never really thought about that but
1: it's so true Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but i feel like that's a i mean obviously it is such a problem in the gay community because you should you just shouldn't be comparing gay couples to straight couples because it's just not the same thing like the whole oh who's who wears the pants in the relationship like fuck off but (laughs) it's kind of just the whole idea of a nuclear family which is just fucked up and it just pisses me off because like obviously i'm not from a nuclear family and it's like oh but like what what, what about your dad like what about this what about that and it's so <laughs> harmful to so many people like if we didn't even ask people those questions in the first place then this whole idea of oh there has to be a couple and there has to be like siblings or mm. yeah just this complete perfect family sphere yeah. then ugh, so much would just like, so much harm would just disappear, I think.
0: I always joke that, like, until I came along, my family was, like, the perfect nuclear family. <laughs> and then I was born and, like, bam! Hello! <laughs> I'm going to cause loads of problems! <laughs> um, No, but I think I'm also a bit of a peacekeeper. So it That's
2: good. Stuff out. <laughs> okay, next one. Yeah, a lot of effeminate... Like not masculine, being feminine. So yeah, like being fem. I guess we kind of already talked about that. Mm. Um, sweet and horny as fuck.
0: Yeah, sweet and horny as fuck. Uh, yeah. That's like the tagline. What do you guys think about <laughs> Sweet and horny as fuck. Tm. Yeah. Dot <laughs> um,
2: Yeah, I see that. I feel like that's kind of my perception of gay men <laughs> like sweet and horny is
0: that me <laughs> yeah a little bit oh cute <laughs> yeah i feel like that one's kind of fair but like i guess some there are loads of people that aren't horny as far. and there are loads of people that aren't sweet like i've met a lot of gay people that aren't sweet so
1: yeah it's <laughs> like saying true. all straight people are sweet mm. Definitely not true.
0: Yeah, this is another thing. Is like, yeah, it's it's weird to say like that a group of people can be considered sweet when like if you tried to say like oh straight people are so sweet, be like, would <laughs> be like what the
1: fuck? Oh my god! Oh, yeah. you're so, you're straight, sweetie. Oh, that's cute. That's mm. sweet. brunettes are it's so sweet.
0: Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, I think. Yeah.
2: I mean, <laughs> I feel like stereotypes are stereotypes for a reason like there's a lot of truth to them i mean of course they're very generalizing and you can't really say like a whole group of people like all gay men Mm. are very feminine like it is true for a lot and otherwise there wouldn't be that stereotype but i mean with Mm. everything like yeah but then i think exceptions and everyone's very everyone's different but i feel like there is do you think that there's truth to gay stero- gay men stereotypes
0: yeah definitely i mean like this dude that i was talking about the guy that was like ooh, monogamous relationships never last or whatever um he like single-handedly embodied every single one of these like he was <laughs> he was really effeminate yeah. like really judgy uh, actually he wasn't very fashionable <laughs> but, um Oof. yeah so they're all obviously these people that are Embody the stereotypes, but Mm. there are people that break that mold as well.
2: How harmful do you think stereotypes about gay men are?
0: Oh, well, I hate the really stereotypical, like fashion obsessed, like really feminine kind of idea because obviously those people exist, so it's not bad in that sense. It's just like I hate when our representation in the modern mainstream media is like limited only to that, and Mm -hmm. it's weird when people kind of expect you to be a certain way and then when you're not they're like, oh, this is a bit strange. So I don't know. I think it can be harmful in that it claims to speak for a whole number of people, most of which it doesn't fit. So
2: fair enough. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, so thank you for playing stereotypes with us, William. And breaking them down.
0: No problem. Mm,
1: I think the conclusion is that they're mostly true.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, probably.
1: (laughs) yeah so kind of leading on from the whole stereotypes segment I wanted to ask Will about your experience with coming out and kind of growing up and realizing you're gay but firstly I wanted to ask about the expectation of being camp in the gay community because I know obviously being like camp is such an integral part of gay culture and it stems Mm. from gay culture but do you think that having to go from like one extreme of being in the closet when you're younger Mm. and then suddenly being out and all these people around you have all these expectations of what they think gay people should look like and what they should be like what what's that like having to fulfill those
0: yeah I think it's definitely something that happens and I think like right when I was coming out it was probably like 2014 or something but that was as far as I can remember I think that was like quite a significant time in that a lot of like gay lingo was like migrating into common speech with a lot of people like maybe this is when like the whole like yes queen thing happened Mm. and so it was quite obvious that like I was slightly expected to kind of act a certain way and I remember (laughs) thinking that like because I kind of was forced out of the closet I was it was kind of safe to then embody the stereotypes that I kind of thought that I should so I remember I had like this massive complex about how I thought that I kind of just made up my personality to be this kind of camp person just because that's like what I thought I was supposed to do and I feel like that's something that probably a lot of people experience like the need to kind of make yourself identifiable as what you've been singled out as
1: you know yeah yeah so it's kind of a safety net
0: yeah it's like it's safety it's recognizable for people I feel people think or maybe they feel kind of comfortable around that kind of stereotype so and it's what i said before like it's pretty non-threatening so i feel like it's quite easy for queer youth to like embody so Mm. maybe it's just like the easy option but then i remember thinking like probably when i was like 16 17 whatever i started thinking like how much of this is actually me and how much of it is something that i kind of created to feel safe
2: Mm. yeah Mm. i remember when i came out or Mm. like right around the first couple of years i was so into being bi like it, like so much of my personality <laughs> was being bi yeah and like i like and it being like oh i like girls like i'm so bi and like just wanting to do all the gay <laughs> stuff and like you know yeah. being, I i really really identified with the lgbtq community mm. and um <laughs> and stuff like that but I and mean, there's nothing wrong with that but i feel like now as i've grown up a little bit and come more into myself and being able to kind of just adopt the whole gayness as Mm -hmm. part of my personality rather than it being like my main identity Yeah, yeah, yeah
0: totally get that
2: um it mellows out but i i do get the whole pressure of like these stereotypes sometimes you're like oh fuck like I yeah. I'm not really like that. I've never really done that. Oh, am I not gay enough? Like, oh, mm-hmm. maybe I should start doing that. Oh, I feel like people won't accept me and I do completely get that yeah. and I do see the harm in it in that yeah. way. But at the same time, I do see in a lot of ways I feel like maybe not st- there I feel like there are stereotypes and for instance, something like labels and stuff like that things that people are really against and really for breaking down. And I mean, I do see the harm in stereotypes, especially kind of negative ones and all of that stuff. But I think sometimes they can be helpful in a certain way because it can help you sort of identify, oh, maybe I'm kind of more like this because Uh I'm not saying you always will fit into them. And so they can it's kind of a double edged sword. Like either you're not enough like the stereotype. So then you feel like you're not good enough to be in that group Or it can help you find out your identity because you're like, oh, this is ticking a lot of those boxes. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. That was Um, something that I kind of wanted to talk about because I feel like for a lot of young queer people that are just coming out, finding a label is a really useful thing to do. And like, Mm -hmm. it makes you feel like you belong. And I think, or it can at least, it did for me. Like, I remember just feeling like, oh, yes, I can like, be calm with the fact that I'm just gay and like, that's fine. Um, And I think that when you kind of find your niche, when you find that you're like part of this new, like shiny LGBTQ community, um, there's definitely like a certain want to dive into it headfirst and like make that your whole life, Mm -hmm. you know, just because you've never, maybe you've never felt like that accepted before. And I think that that's why a lot of people like go very hard into the gay thing when they first figure it out. But it's, it's just like, that's, that's kind of a part of growing up is finding which parts of things that you do like and which bits you don't. Yeah. That's kind of like what I thought.
2: Yeah. Um, do you think you uh missed out on anything growing up at school? Like anything that your peers were kind of doing that you couldn't really join in on mm. because of your because of being gay or maybe not directly but in some way linked. Like do you feel like you missed out on anything or anything was put on hold kind of like yeah
0: well I feel like for a lot of gay people unless you grow up in like a super accepting place and I did but not to the extent that I was like having boyfriends all the time you know Mm. like it was I think I well I am just like in my first relationship basically now so I think that for a lot of gay people growing up it's like you kind of don't have those formative years of like getting into relationships and and obviously there are loads of straight people that, like, never have a boyfriend or a girlfriend or whatever. But I think it's quite common for gay people to, like, not have that, to, like, not know relationships, not know love in that sense, like, until they're a bit older. Mm-hmm. And I, Marie was saying earlier about how um, maybe, like, queer people tend to kind of start their lives a bit later. And I quite like that way of thinking about it. Because... Well, I
2: mean, I don't mean their lives necessarily, but I think romantic lives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't know, I think if you you just put it this way, like it when you're around 14 or whatever, when people start having parties and then all the girls and the guys are starting to get with each other. And it's this whole like exciting thing or like sneak off into rooms and all Mm. of this stuff. If you're gay, even if you go to a very liberal school, which we go to, we went to in a very secular school, there weren't necessarily like loads of out people that Mm. loads of out guy, gay guys that you could just pick and choose from in the yeah. same way that a straight cis person might experience at school you know what I mean
0: totally and like um, I think that now that you say that like I definitely think that that was something that consciously I was thinking like oh this is so annoying that no one else is like <laughs> available yeah. to me but also yeah that like if there was any other gay out person there was this weird expectation that yeah, you should like say. get together with them and like that was weird <laughs> because. Uh. You might not have any connection, like, any yeah. slightest connection with this person. And still, to some extent, today, people are like, oh my god, you should meet my gay friend. I'm like, great. Like, <laughs> I don't know, like, <laughs> it's do you so want us to weird. date? Like, it's, not like, it's so weird.
2: It's not like every time that I meet, um, that I'm talking to a girl and then I meet a like, Straight guy, I'm like, oh my god, you should meet my straight guy friend that I just made. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, you're not constantly trying to set straight people up because they have so much option because it's so easily accessible to people. It's so like, it's not even. You just don't even think about it. It's first nature. It's not this whole thing that you have to this obstacle at parties. So like, of like, oh wow, like, can people really see me getting with Mm. this person? I mean, you do, but it's not in the same way. Obviously, it's more. Yeah, definitely. so yeah, I mean, I do see how that could be shit. That's why like being bi is great, cause then <laughs>
0: <laughs> you just do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think um, along those lines, like it was, it was kind of annoying not having that, and I still feel that like when I go to a straight club or like a normal club, I guess, mm. just not a gay club. <laughs> like it's there's this weird vibe about you. You're not. People are either, like, looking at you as a potential partner, like, cis women or whatever, or you're basically just getting beefed by random straight guys because they, like, (laughs) think you're dancing with their mates. Like, I don't know. Like, it's fucking (laughs) weird. It's so odd. Like, I've got so many awful, horrid straight men who have just come up to me and been like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, what are you looking at? I'm just like, I'm just trying to dance and, like, have a good time. Uh, So, I don't know.
2: I feel like clubbing and stuff like that, because it's so, like most spaces are so hetero based as like is the whole whole world really, mm. um, unless the, it's those specific places that it must be so. I mean, the purpose of clubbing. Like, remember this one time we were at a gay club, and then our straight friend was like, "Oh, I'm not having the greatest time just because she's not getting hit on." Which is like, <laughs> I'm not judging her. Yeah,
1: it's just yeah. like.
2: Yeah, like a lot of the time going club. uh The rest of the time. Mm. (laughs) Exactly. Like a lot of the time clubbing is you you're just going there for attention from whatever sex you're attracted to. And like you want that kind of vibe. Like that is kind of what going clubbing is about. At least for some some kind of way, yeah. And so
0: (laughs) I think, yeah, some people just don't understand that like if I go into a normal club, right? Maybe at the very most Optimistic statistic, like maybe a tenth of those people will be even accessible to me, and then of those ten percent of people, then like who's going to be attracted to me, or attracted to me, and then like who am I going to be attracted to out of those people? So you end up with like a tiny pool of people that are potential kind of. Hmm. I
1: don't so know, then it sounds
0: like we're just like hungry for everything. <laughs> <but> <laughs> um, so then, true.
2: so then, how have you found people? And how have you found those spaces with it being so limited? Like, let's say when you were still in school and, like, before you can go to gay clubs, before you, like, how do you meet people? And, like, what is the gay? You don't have to talk about, like, specifically you. I mm. just mean, like, what is kind of the the culture? Like, well, what do people do? Yeah. Where do people meet? What is the standard?
0: I think it's different for everyone. And I know that actually, like, there's, it's a bit of a problem that because young gay people, like, can't find people that they go on to like, apps that are not meant for people their age, and, like, mm. it, people kind of grow up very fast. Um, and that's definitely a problem. But for me, like, you're asking, like, how I found people in school? I didn't. Like, I just didn't. <laughs> there was no one. It was either, like, word of mouth or just, like, yeah. I have this gay friend <laughs> that you can meet, and then you, would like, try and meet them and, like, see if you like them. But I don't know. It was, like, a it was a fucking dry spell, really. Like, it wasn't – I didn't do anything, really, until I was – kind of old enough to go out and meet people
2: oh wow
0: yeah but like gay bars and stuff are really nice they feel very accepting (laughs) i remember the first time i went to one i was like oh this is great everyone seems nice
2: yeah i kind of in a way (laughs) like this is gonna sound so stupid it, it sounds kind of nice being gay because then when you do step into the space it must feel <laughs> like it must be this like euphoric like feeling it must be like oh finally whereas like straight people <laughs> or like bi people necessarily like i don't think i've ever really felt that of like just walking in and being like oh Finally, because you're so used to it like you don't know yeah, how good you, never feeling you, yeah. how good out you have of place
1: it. I not that this is like at all related but the other day we went to Shoreditch to go to the box park and it was mainly black people and I was literally one of the only white people there and I was like this is kind of like refreshing because I've never been <laughs> the only white person in a situation <laughs> like i feel like this is a situation that white people should put themselves in just so that they get to have the feeling for a second and like empathize with what people who aren't always in Mm. the space like in a space where they are like surrounded by people that are like them and to know Mm -hmm. what that's like
0: yeah i i think definitely like putting yourself in a situation where you are the minority is kind of it's very useful and like it can give you so much perspective and I don't know if this is relevant or whatever, but there was like a thing that my uni put on, which was uh like a pride without prejudice, I think it was called I don't know it was basically just like a load of talks on like queer issues and like race issues or whatever um and one of them was talking about like how inaccessible to ethnic minorities or like people that aren't white, the whole uni system was, and like the whole social event system because this this was coming from like a young black girl, and she was saying that. Like, the things that the the university organises, like, oh, just, like, going to hang out at a powerball, like, doing this or doing that just aren't things that, like, her community did or mm. they didn't mm. do that stuff to have fun, so they kind of felt excluded um, about that. So yeah. I think, yeah, it's, like, always useful and eye-opening to put yourself in a position where you're not the people that are being catered towards.
1: Yeah. So I kind of want to ask just to go... I guess this is kind of regressing a bit but Mm. what was your experience with coming out at school because I know we were saying being bi is like the best of both worlds (laughs) and like (laughs) well I don't want to speak for you but like you kind of said that you were bi before you came out so like what was that?
0: I always forget about this yeah it was a bit of a weird one because I told like a a small group of people that I was by first of all and like this was a very small group of people like no one knew for another few months but then basically I got like pushed out of the closet completely by this dude who just found out like when he was at lunch with some other people and then actually like said really horrible stuff to me <laughs> um <laughs> but I remember it so clearly like they were all at this restaurant and I get this text. This person said I know like someone told me and I was like you can't tell anyone and he finally agreed that he wouldn't tell anyone but then he mm. did and like that's basically how the whole year found out.
2: But how did he find out in the first place?
0: Because he like took a punt and said talk to someone who knew as if he knew as well and they oh. like confirmed it to him. Oh wow. So yeah, this was like the whole weird thing and I don't know, it was mm. quite a horrible experience actually. Like I remember it very clearly, as I said before, like, he, it was these, these messages, like, they were all together, he thought it was a massive joke, and then he sent me this video of him, like, singing a song about how I was a (laughs) fag, and it was really just, like, not at all nice, um, and then Mm. I had, like, a small panic attack, and then this was all on a Friday afternoon, and then by the Monday, like, everyone knew, so I walked into school, and it was, like, the big news.
2: I didn't know that, I thought you were out at, like, and in, in the same little batch as me,
0: no, yeah. like
2: because I it happened. The, I it feel like, like you I swear ended It was up the same kind of weekend. Rapport. No, no, no. It was like all the same weekend. It was like that Maybe. same day that everyone that it was the whole talk that you were gay and that I was bi, and it was this whole thing. Maybe we like, did that. Actually, because, I don't like, remember people making a fuss about my thing. I feel like people didn't give a fuck about me at yeah. all. <laughs> and to be honest,
0: like probably no one gave a fuck about mine either. Yeah, <laughs> I don't
2: remember
1: like hearing that about Will being gay. Like,
2: I, yeah. I just remember once that. suddenly, to me it was like suddenly one day, one Monday at school. I remember the thing that you just, the story you just yeah, told it about was the mon- text. Because like I remember you texted me and everything. And then that, yeah, that Monday, everyone just knew. We just went in yeah. and ev- everyone just knew about both of us though. But like this I remember. Is, I think
0: this is how I handled it. I was like, right. These people know. Like the the sporty boys like the popular boys (laughs) they all know so I'm just gonna tell everyone basically (laughs) I remember like on that day I told Max and Monty like my my best friends at the time like I told them that I was gay and they were like so what it's cool which was great so I think I kind of took control of the situation Mm -hmm. I was like I'm just gonna tell everyone before everyone finds out so I don't remember it's a bit hazy but I, I basically came into school that next week and everybody knew like that was weird because that's when I started trying to kind of perform this yeah gay persona
1: yeah Mm. so what was your experience with moving on from that when everyone had found out what were people's reactions other than obviously like oh this is the juicy gossip of the day like Mm. what what were people's reactions and how did their interactions with you change based on that did you notice a big difference or
0: um I would say that mostly everyone was just really nice. Like it was, yeah, everyone being quite supportive, but also um, there were like a few people that were a bit strange about it, but nothing like particularly bad. The only bad stuff was just like having to go and use the boys locker room and like get made fun of. But that was basically it in terms of that. So it was just kind of, it. I did kind of feel a little bit like some of the girls that I was friends with kind of expected me to be a certain way after that. Like the,
2: like, like the GBF, like, oh my God, I yeah, want to like a guy bit. to
0: take me
2: shopping. <laughs>
0: um, I guess there was like a little bit of that, but no, mostly, <laughs> mostly it was just really nice, good reactions. So actually it wasn't a horrible experience. And this boy who shall not be named said what I wasn't comfortable with saying at the time. And like, obviously it should be on your terms, but it kind of gave me a kick That I needed to just embrace stuff, which was good.
2: Yeah, fair enough. And what about... Mm. Because you just mentioned telling your best friends at the time. and Those friends sort of changed Mm. kind of soon after that. Do you think that that was kind of related to coming out? I forget about this. Or because, sorry, just a disclaimer, these two friends, it's like two guys. And then I'm not trying to say that you don't have any guy friends. Uh, but like, okay, then okay. I feel like after you came out from then on is like when we started getting a lot closer and like from then on our group kind of started forming in some kind of way. I mean, yeah. it, it, so then now you mostly have girlfriends. Do you think that that had anything to do with coming out? Like that friendship ending and like what is your opinion now on male friendship and your friend, yeah. your friendship? look
0: like no there's definitely truth to that so like the situation was that i'm pretty sure like it was y- you guys all knew i think or at least maria i was super close with at this time anyway mm. like we became friends sort of because we were both not yeah straight. and
2: i'm pretty sure honey no yeah all my friends. Well, honey knew. knew but like I'm, I wasn't yeah I, I, I know we all my friends knew because i my friends wouldn't i would have told them and like it's I mean, your fr- you became friends with them later on, so yeah. like you know, they're not the kind of people that would have given a fuck. So yeah. I, I, it wasn't like I was like spreading your secrets, but yeah. it was pretty much like, uh, yeah, this is my like.
1: Yeah. know well i remember because i was there when you guys became friends at Mm -hmm. that one party that we were talking about like i remember standing like a meter away and you guys being like oh i'm bi i'm bi (laughs) and i was like (laughs) the fact that
0: no one else heard that like no no
2: no, they did though that's Um... how i was outed because apparently i was shouting it to everyone oh god yeah and then That people overheard and then it spread around the whole school. Well, around the whole year. But, like, I wasn't... I was, like, not a very popular kid, so I don't think people really gave a fuck. So... Oh, my
0: God, um, yeah. Well, I mean, neither was I, so... No, but at that
2: point, you were... You were... You were part of, like, the popular people. Was I? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but that's when i but My question (laughs) then is, like... So your friendships that you had, like, with these... Like, these male friendships with your, like, guy best friends Mm -hmm. and then, like the other friendships that you had at the time because that's kind of when we transitioned into our friendship do you think that that's because you came out do you think it has to do with coming out or do you think it was just time so
0: i don't think it was coming out necessarily because like i continued being best friends with my two best guy friends for like ages afterwards Mm -hmm. it was mostly just like you know that stage when everyone like thinks they're really cool goes to parties and like (laughs) sees out out of school friends like people from different yeah. schools that's when we kind of drifted apart just because like they were in into kind of being cooler than I was um <laughs> so I kind of like regressed well, not regressed, I just focused in on the people that like made me feel good, so that's how I became friends with like you and honey and stuff, most mm-hmm. of all, but I don't think it was necessarily coming out that changed things, but I think that possibly being gay was like a little bit of a difference mm. But they were always, like, super supportive. And I remember they would ask questions, like, they were curious about it. Like, they would ask, like, oh, like, is it any different, like, kissing a guy or, like, all of this stuff. So I don't think it wasn't necessarily that I was gay. It was just more of external factors. However, I do find that, like, I don't have a super easy time, like, being friends with guys because I have a a weird thing that I think that they won't want to talk to me. But, (laughs) like, that's definitely, like, a me problem because, like, I know there are a lot of super out there gay guys who have loads of male friends or whatever I just I just don't like I just think I vibe better with women most of the time
2: fair enough Mm. do you think that that's a gay thing like being having mostly female friends or do you think that's just a you thing because I think every loads of people have different preferences (laughs) loads of girls that prefer being friends with girls Mm. and loads of girls that just have guy friends yeah but do you think it's a gay thing or do you think it's just the personality thing
0: well i think it's both but i would say that definitely like it's quite a gay thing just because girls in their school years are not concerned with like being super macho and like being there's not that Mm. same like if you're not masculine then you're not worth anything like there's not that same thing but whereas with boys like i feel like they're terrified of not appearing Mm. Uh, classically, like masculine and male, and there's a weird thing because like everyone is obviously going through puberty at around the same time, but like there's a big spectrum, so the people that like go through it first are kind of considered weird, but then the people that go through it later are also considered weird, so like there's a lot of anxiety around masculinity at this point in mm. boys,
1: yeah, do you think that that's still present even at university like you think people are still yeah. trying to live up to that level of masculinity?
0: Totally. I mean, like, I think people probably do grow out of it at some point, but 100%, like, it's 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 there. I think it's just in a lot of, like, male lad culture, it's very um oriented around, like, being a certain type of guy. And if you're not that type of guy, like, people won't, I don't know, think you're good enough. It's weird. So I think being friends with girls comes down to, I think I just found myself more accepted and more comfortable in those situations like I felt like girls well specifically you guys because you're bi like (laughs) you understood what I was going through you know but yeah um, I think girls are generally just easier for me yeah no but I
1: so get that too like I don't want to be friends with really like laddie guys I think Mm. it's so unappealing (laughs) and unattractive in any kind of relationship whether that's friendship or Like, I wouldn't want to date a super laddy guy, because it's just, they're way too obsessed with masculinity, and that's not the kind of energy I want to surround myself with. Also, this
0: lad culture, like, as well, if we're just talking casual conversations, like, I find myself excluded because they do make jokes that are not only offensive to me, but, like, they're just quite often make jokes that are like offensive or not very respectful of women and like that makes me uncomfortable so mm, yeah i think i'm kind of neither here nor there in that situation like i would like to be friends with men but sometimes when i find myself in a group of men like straight men they say things that like don't make me very comfortable so
1: yeah oh yeah. uh, you know what i find so annoying is that like pe- people specifically men i find are so obsessed with the idea that progressives and like gay people and women can't take a joke and it's like well no because we're the ones that the jokes are actually aimed at whereas you're not so like yeah that's why i don't want to hang out with you because you're all assholes to anyone who's outside of what your idea of what the world should be yeah this and-
0: idea that like everyone's super sensitive but like if you turn it round and these straight men are like the butt of every joke then i'm pretty sure they would be a little bit pissed about it
2: yeah yeah I mean, and they say are the whole street about white them,
0: male thing now. <laughs> like
1: when when that's actually become a thing like oh shut up like straight white man yeah the whole, they like, get like, so offended man. by them it's like oh well guess what that is literally what your joke has been to everyone else in the world mm. until this point
2: yeah, but I feel like also there's just a time and a place for jokes. I mean, my fr- my close friend could make the same exact joke as one of these quote-unquote lads. And I might find it funny when my friend makes it, but I will not find it funny when this random guy I've never met makes it. Do you know what I mean? I feel like there's just time and a place. You can't...
0: Yeah, you're allowed to poke at your friends. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Not, there's just... It's yeah. not the same it's if, those, if those jokes bit, come like, from a place of like...
2: Yeah, it's just, I can take a joke. It yeah. just isn't funny when you say it, mate. Like- <laughs> yeah, and
1: aiming a joke at one whole section of society is mm. just not cool. Like, if you do it to one person and you know they're going to take it well, then fine. But you're literally just making fun of, like, all gay people, eh, all women. Like, yeah, why, also, like, a, a whole
0: group a of thing? people that you know absolutely <laughs> nothing about. So, don't really understand that.
2: Um. So, what? what oh i wanted to ask actually what do you think of the idea of someone kind of counting you as like the gbf like oh yeah will's like my gbf you know my gay bestie Mm. that kind of
0: it's it's fucking tiring like (laughs) i i don't i don't want to like be an accessory like it's not (laughs) it's not fun if you're just like expected to give one thing but I, I don't know it's just like I don't want to give the same energy all the time like yes I might be your gay best friend at some point but I'm also gonna like do other things I'm gonna tell you you're gross with, I just like...
2: caused up long thinking about the idea of me being like hey girl let's go shopping
0: get in bed we're going shopping oh my yeah, god! yeah no that's gross I hate that
1: imagine I was like Oh my god, you're my straight (laughs) best friend. Oh my god, it's so cute. (laughs)
0: It's like, it's a really weird concept, no? Like, I just feel like you wouldn't accessorise any other group of people.
2: Yeah.
0: You You wouldn't...
2: But then does it bother you if we're like, oh yeah, Will's like our token gay friend?
0: No, because that's not... I know that you don't actually think that. Like, if you see what I mean. Like, yes, I
2: am... How I'm saying it is like, he's the closest person I know who is gay. I in, like he's the yeah. the only gay man that I'm very close with.
0: Yeah, and I feel also that you're not <laughs> by by saying that right, you're not expecting me to like fulfill a function. Yeah. Whereas and we're like, not if only people friends are describing you because you're gay. Yeah. Like if people are describing me as like the gay best friend, like let's go shopping. <laughs> like <laughs> is that all I'm good at? I don't I don't understand. And I also hate shopping, so <laughs> i don't know it's weird i think it's it also comes back to that like very unthreatening uh stereotype of gay men as like being these weird eunuchs that can't do anything except for give you compliments like it's it's a bit strange
2: yeah true compliments and sass
0: compliments and sass
2: yes queen
0: yes (laughs)
2: um so we're kind of getting up to an hour, but I actually wanted to talk about sex. Like I feel like we didn't really talk about like the hookup culture and sort of the sex world mm. in the as a gay man.
0: We can do a quickie little bit.
2: Yeah. Should we do a quickie little bit? Um mm. so on a man's plane to us. Gay plane to us. Kind of gay-splain. what's it like? Like talk me through is there a lot of casual sex? Is it a lot of um I don't know. Kind of, how does it work? Like, it kind of sounds like you just text someone and they show up and suck your dick. Like that's what it sounds like <laughs> to me. And yeah. then you just don't know anything about them. Where, we're, we're like, I know that happens in in the straight world. Like I've gone out on a night out and sh- fucked a stranger, but I feel it's more like I'm going out there and like
0: to, yeah, like, I, feel, I feel like
2: it's not at my fingertips.
0: Yeah, and it's not so out there. Like <laughs> you're you would literally text someone asking for a shack. Like I feel like that's not maybe like you there's a bit of a guise like just going out yeah I feel like there's more of a game
2: you know? I feel like there's more yeah, of more a of game, game in, a, right? in the straight world. Well. is is that not the case in the I
0: also think maybe that's because there's not like an innate understanding between the two parties like maybe they think the other one wants a bit of a game you know yeah that's so true but I and feel... also guys
1: feel like they have to make the move the first yeah. move
0: I think some guys some gay guys are like just comfortable with the fact that they're talking to other gay men who probably have the same needs as they do and like the same wants obviously it's nowhere near that simple and like there are always problems for that um and generally one person (laughs) (laughs) generally one person feels like they haven't got the most out of it but yeah there's definitely a huge like hookup culture and i think part of this is because maybe because like gay people are kind of starved of affection
2: but then do you feel like it's so sexual the whole dating app of it all, or not dating app, like hookup app, of it all, and how you meet people and how you interact with people. That then, that's why in the going back to the stereotypes at the start, that's why there is this con- misconception that gay men can't really be in like monogamous relationships, mm. and there isn't that much stability. It's very much just about like, because then how do you really meet some? Like, can you go on dates off Grindr, or, or is will you be laughed at? If no, happens? I mean, and, like, do people expect sex from you? Are you worried that people are gonna get bored because you're not giving them sex straight away? Like what's it what's the general pressure like?
0: I don't know. I feel like grinder is a massive thing, obviously. Like people, people do use it and mostly I would say it's like a sexual thing. But then I also would say that because we have Grindr, or like because the gay community is known for Grindr, if you go on other dating apps, they're like nowhere near as sexual. Like I remember mm. our friend Miranda talking about how like Tinder f- was always hypersexual for her like people always talked to- about tinder or like acted on tinder as if that was their way of meeting people for like a hookup right but because gay people have grinder tinder is very clean and like oh, okay the other dating apps are not that and like they're very relationship oriented but i would say that grinder is mostly hookups yeah hmm. it's a weird thing i don't know it's a very big part of Gay culture, but it's not like limited to that. I would say like people do go on dates or just meet friends with Grinder.
1: Do you think Grinder was like created? Like, did it start as a dating app or is it literally just a hookup app and that's all it's been? Ever well, been? if we
0: if we just look at like the icon, right? It's it's a mask. Like, I feel like that if if that doesn't say like anonymity, glory hole, like I don't know <laughs> what it's saying. To be honest, like it's it's obviously like a bit of a seedy app. Like the interface is all black. It's a bit. Like,
1: yeah, whenever I see know, it it looks like, like a bit, such a B tech Yeah app. Like who but created it?
0: It just looks <laughs> I think the whole thing about it is a bit seedy and a bit like underworld and that's kind of harmful because gay relationships aren't something to be hidden. They're not something that's like yeah. shameful. So I think mm. yeah, there may be something a little bit we could probably unpack that more, but I'm not going to <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um. What about
2: the whole top and bottom? Thing I already I feel like I already (laughs) asked you this the other day, but I think it's interesting. Mm. So how strict actually is it? Because I mean I'm I'm biased. I obviously know a little bit about like the lesbian community, Mm -hmm. the whole top bottom. Like it it is in the lesbian community. But from my experience and from what I've heard, it's not really that strict. Like there are those people that are really strict, but then in the gay community, it seems like it's like if you're bottom, you have to find a top. Like. It, it it's kind of like your soulmate kind of thing, and then if you yeah. like, it seems like to me, my perception is you sit down on the first date, you're like, oh, I'm a top, and then you're like, oh, I'm a top two, ah, oh, oh, guess not, guess, guess not, it. Mate. sorry, mate, um, yeah, like, that's kind <laughs> of, what it, it make like they make it sounded a little, that's bit that's what people if would have you believe, but I think like
0: that, that's maybe just because <clears throat> that's like quite a funny, quirky thing to say, like I don't know, it's not, it's obviously not like that, like people are a lot more flexible, and. I feel that people are generally more likely to be flexible and, I don't know, versatile than just a top or just a bottom, like, I I don't know. It's this way, it's, it's quite a handy way of, like, codifying the way that we have sex and it's, it can be useful, like, for, as an identifier, but I, I've only met a very small number of people that will not deviate from what they call themselves.
2: So it's more like a preference.
0: Oh, it's totally a preference. Okay,
2: because I feel like it's... It's not like an identity. Good clarification. Or for some
0: people it is. but
2: Yeah, because it seems like an identity. Like, I feel like the way it comes across to me as an outsider of the gay yeah, community, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. it seems like it's really like, this is it. It's well, a deal so, breaker. Like the
0: me. memes, the memes <laughs> about, like, all of these things that bottoms do. And, like, you could, like, look at Someone's room and be like, that's a bottom's room. But I don't <laughs> yeah, know, it's but weird. But I feel like
1: as well, from like a straight perspective, it's like you look because it's like top and bottom. So our idea of sex and our concept of sex. Not mm. that I'm straight, but like, I don't know why I'm talking like I'm straight. But you know what I mean. Like someone who does have sex with guys, the concept of sex is like just penis in something else. Whereas in gay sex, that that's not like all gay sex yeah. is.
0: I think that that, to some extent, is, is gay people kind of assimilating into a heteronormative, like, very binary world. And that's maybe part of the whole top and bottom thing. Because also coming with top and bottom, there's also a handful of other kind of things that you're supposed to embody if you are either one of those things. So it's, yeah, it's the idea of, like, who wears the pants? You know, like, it's a bit stupid, but it's something that is a relic of probably less tolerant times. Mm-hmm. Mm.
2: Thank you for clarifying that. No yeah, problem, thank no you. <laughs> <laughs> Happy to help. <laughs> okay.
1: Well, any closing thoughts? Any advice you have, William or Maria or me? <laughs> any advice
2: <laughs> anyone else? Mm,
0: just be yourself.
2: Do you have any any quick little bits of advice or anything that you wish someone told you about gay sex? that you didn't know any tips anything that you want to leave any young Um, gay listeners (laughs) or even not just about sex
1: like (laughs) anything in general (laughs) about being gay i think
0: as for the things like you just kind of got to figure all these things out and like no one's going to be a better teacher to yourself than you are going through it but i mean i wish there was some kind of gay sex education i think that would have been useful um but no, I think you just gotta follow what you feel and like how you feel is never really gonna be wrong, is it? So I think the advice that I would give to myself growing up is probably just to take everything that I'm feeling as if it is valid and like it's what I'm feeling and just go at it. Go and have a <laughs> go and have a good time, you know? Just just do it. Do it unapologetically.
2: Just do it, baby. Just
0: do it, baby. <laughs> Nike, just do it. <laughs> yeah, just like don't don't censor yourself, don't do all that stuff. It's just life is a big game. Yeah, To be enjoyed. True.
2: Thank you so much for joining us, Will. Yes, thank you
1: no so, so much. much.
0: It was it was a pleasure. And,
1: open. and yeah, as always, please subscribe. Please rate and review and keep sending us your stories you can follow us on instagram at mm-hmm. sextra's podcast or email us at podcast at gmail.com you mm-hmm. can also find our new facebook page which is called sextra's podcast funnily <laughs> surprise, enough surprise surprise <laughs> <laughs> and we will see you next week bye, bye. bye.
2: You've been listening to Sextras, presented by Honey Jane Wyatt and Maria Jose Hayodetiyi. Produced by Mabel Productions.